Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Have you ever burned your foot with with mashed potatoes? <laughs> no. no I, I, I literally just did, and it still hurts. Like uh, minutes ago? No, uh, yeah, I would say minutes, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like less pro- than an hour ago. Oh, say. easily yeah. less than an hour. Yeah, no, I was getting uh, um, my mom and made some meatloaf and stuff and she brought some to work and, and gave <laughs> gave it to me. And so I usually put it on the, it all in this big Pyrex container to heat it up in the oven because I'm not a microwave guy, really. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, I just was like getting it out and like scooping the mashed potatoes <laughs> in and this little tiny drop just fell on my foot. And then I was like, that's really hot. But then the heat just started to amplify. And now it's like, it literally like, yeah. I'm is there a sure burn mark? There, It's red. Yeah. Dude, you got a blister? I don't know if it, I'm going to have a blister yet, but goddamn mashed potatoes, man. Mashed potatoes can be like molten lava. They, yeah, they, they are. And it's like, I remember like just minutes before I, I put my finger, I, I opened up the oven to be like, ah, oh, is it ready? And I put my finger in the mashed potatoes. The center was cold. So apparently they just heat up super quick, but. But put yeah. your finger in it just like scary movie too. Oh, what happened? Scary... <laughs> do they put do they put fingers in mashed potatoes in scary movie too? No, in the cream pie. Oh I think I saw that movie once in high school. I think I've saw that movie never. Yeah. Ridiculous. Wow. Wrong crowd, I guess. I've seen that movie probably like at least a dozen times. Yeah. I think I've never seen the first one, you know. That was like I a know. big like middle school sleepover movie or something oh, like yeah. that, you know. Absolutely. Was it two where it was like, this is your brain on drugs? Ah! Like something. Yeah. (laughs) That's definitely what I remember the most from Scary Movie 2. Is that franchise still going? Because they went over to like Epic Movie and Disaster Movie. You know, did that franchise. uh... Yeah, I don't think it's still going. I mean, after Scary Movie 2, it was done. Yeah. Yeah, it, it pieced out. It was all for cash grabs and sucked. Yeah. Oh, there's only five. The fifth being in April in 2013, and that was the last one. Starring Charlie Sheen. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Did it? Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So um, let, let me <laughs> let me tell you another funny thing about Charlie Sheen too. So this is one of my favorite pictures that I've ever seen. So at the Red Stadium, you know, like you, well, I guess there's a smoking section now, but back in the day, like if you got caught smoking there, they would punch a hole in your ticket, like with a hole puncher. <laughs> To give you one morning, and if you got caught again, they asked to see your ticket. If you had a hole punched in it, you're you were out. You know, that was the po- and now they have a section, right? Yeah, I don't even yeah. think I knew that, and I've yeah, been going yeah, to yeah. Reds games my whole life. Well, that's what it was back when I was like in high school or early college or something like that. Um, but there's this picture. So um, Charlie Sheen was at a Reds game, and um, he was, and I think it was like UK night. So John was there. Um, and, uh, they took a picture together and John posted it to like his, his Twitter or his Facebook, uh, John Calipari actually to, to get you in on that, um, UK coach. And, um, he has a picture with Charlie Sheen and Charlie Sheen's got a drink in his hand and a cigarette lit up in the red stadium. <laughs> like, like clearly like not in a smoking section either in the concourse or in the box, just not giving a fuck. Yeah, so yeah, I right. love that. He's got tiger blood, man. He does. <laughs> I'm sure it was probably right around that era as well when he was just like unhinged. Oh uh, yeah, I think that was like straight, like straight in the middle of that like tiger blood, you know, like that whole like you know public. Do you oh. want to call the meltdown? 
no, it's Charlie Sheen. It's just <laughs> yeah, Charlie it's Sheen being Charlie Sheen. Yeah, it was him being himself, man. You ready? Let's do it. Buster Boys, episode 107. My name is Brett Jagger, along with the writer, Beaumont Rand. The writer, the writer, the horse writer. Uh, what up? How's it going? How are we doing today? Oh, I'm just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm great. You know, cool. just uh, just kicking the week off. You know, uh, yeah. I turn, I, I turn um, 35 this week. Yeah, you do. Which on I forgot Thursday? on Thursday. Yeah, which I forgot. How old I was going to be, and I, like there were a few days. There were a few days last week. I think on Friday too. I was talking about this at the Steely Name party. I was like, "Yeah, like you know, the entire week I was like, I'm going to be 36." And then I like remember thinking, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, like no, like do some basic math. 2023 minus 1988 when I was born, that's 35." So I guess right. it's a mild relief, but I mean, you know, also <laughs> weird that you know I'm at the age where I'm just completely forgetting, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah. What? And you thought you were 35 already. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going backwards. Yeah. So, like so Benjamin so, Button. Oh, yeah. Like ben, exactly. So, yeah, yeah about, you know, that was sort of a nice, uh, you know, nice little realization, but also a little early birthday gift, eh? Yes. A little early birthday gift, eh? Well, you heard him laugh a second ago and you heard him in the cold open. We are not alone today. We are joined by our good friend and fellow VGM. Well, co-leader i guess uh from vftr 2.0 and what was the the goal post i can't remember the name you of the other the top of the goal post you from the top of the goal post there you go you heard him there it's big diesel <laughs> how you doing well, brother yeah. yes i come in peace and i'm sure it is your boys's pleasure so uh i'm here yeah yeah good to have yeah <laughs> good to have you <laughs> been seven episodes since the last time i've been on oh yeah that's right. oh yeah yeah, yeah you, you were on, here you're on hundo yeah on hundy yeah absolutely and it had probably been a little while before that for mm. sure so yep. yeah yeah for that 2020 maybe like back when we did uh your trip when you guys came up oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was 20 that was 21 2021, right? 2021 yeah 2020, man i don't know it's yes. all blur it really like, is. like he's saying he doesn't know what age he is. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Yeah, so. the world is fucked. But uh, right. hey, we're here. Um, yeah. yeah, glad to have you here with us. Um, we are officially going to be resuming Vince in the Machine Part Two of Five next week. Attached double to or nothing, yeah. double or nothing episode. So that is going to be action-packed and uh be sure to be on the lookout for that mm -hmm. but tonight we're just uh, gonna be shooting the shit with diesel mostly just talking about last week's dynamite you know maybe a little wwe here and there no cm punk talk i'm putting that out there right now we're not talking about that motherfucker uh until he shows up on our television screen so uh yeah bo you mentioned the steely dan party on friday yeah, that was a lot of fun what a wonderful wonderful time that was our yeah. friends chris and katie hosted a steely dan themed party and uh we had ourselves a good old-fashioned good one did we, we not? did yeah yeah and it was you know multi-location so it was at their house and then it was at um 
the um canary i keep the canary club i keep canary calling it the canary, the, i keep calling the canary lounge but uh but yeah the, the owner of that was there and we hung out in the uh you know um <clears throat> It was like a private room, but it felt like just someone's living room. Oh, it did. Yeah, it almost felt like a, a hotel room or an Airbnb. Yeah, you know, it kind of had that sort small, of you know, it was small. small, like you know, well, it wasn't like a bedroom or anything, but you know. locked the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were the, there were no sleepable <laughs> couches. Like you couldn't pass out up there. It was yeah. pass out proof. You know, what about your Airbnb diesel when we were all in Milwaukee, <laughs> where you guys rented out the room of someone's house? Yeah, that was that was insane. It was cheap. Yeah, uh, I think it was like forty dollars a night or something like that. So yeah, I couldn't beat the didn't price. The, but didn't the dog do something like shit puked, or puke or, or something? Or something. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I remember they left us. We had to babysit the dog at one point. We just kind of like tied it up in the back and left because uh, we had plans with you guys. We had to go. I, mean, I think we we're going to the Brewer game that day. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was definitely a weird experience just <laughs> being in these strangers' house and like having to take a shit and shower like dude, it was weird it was weird at least they were nice enough they didn't have uh central air and it was hot that week but uh, oh my god yeah they was. uh they put the air conditioning in our room so i slept good yeah i'll never forget seeing you just bake in the sun at the brewers oh, game just chugging an ipa that i bought <laughs> yeah. oh that terrible one yeah, yeah. well it, it also like we were in the same position too because tom if you remember, um, gave us the room because he didn't have central air. I don't know if he still is in that same building, um, but like we slept still in does. the yeah we slept in his room, the one that the only one that had the window unit in there. Or yeah, the, yeah. And um, him and uh, his wife both uh, slept in a hot room. So like you know what a what a amazing sacrifice by them to to give us that room. My sacrifice by Creed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Tom, what a guy. What a guy. Um. Yeah, Diesel. Uh, how was uh? How's your weekend? Did you get into anything uh fun? Oh, it was actually my uh, first wedding anniversary oh, on Saturday. Right. You just said that the yeah. same day as my parents' fortieth wedding anniversary, as which we just is, talked about. So yeah, it's awesome. It's a good day. It's a good day for a wedding anniversary. It was uh, actually the day that I met my wife too. So it was our four year anniversary of uh, dating as well. So. Oh, yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. So you got married on the same day that you started yep. dating, however long. That's really yeah. cool. So, nice. So three years later, yeah, we got married. And then uh, so we went out to dinner at this place. Uh, my parents went there before. They didn't have, like, very good, like, reviews. But uh, we decided to go there anyway. I should have listened to my parents. And I'm 35, almost 35, like, Bo. And I'm still, like, trying to rebel again. So, like, when my parents tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Like I had like I'm not even gonna say what it is just because I don't want to bad muff them. But like they, they had, like their steak was not good. It was it was like rotten or something. It, it, yeah, oh, God. It, that is not a word I would want my steak to be oh, described like, or no. any food I'm gonna eat. But really, God yeah, my damn. wife had like my wife took like one bite and is like nope and like sent it back and like oh well, we'll oh wow that bad else. and yeah they, they ended up giving her some prime rib which was better. But that wasn't great still. And it was really expensive for the crab that we got. So they, they gave me uh, a cheesy hash brown casserole and they put uh, uh, cornflakes on it. And I'm like, that's okay if you're going to like a church picnic or something like that. But yeah, not a high end restaurant. restaurant. 
Yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Seriously. Well, isn't yeah. it ridiculous that places like that, you know, somehow are able to stick around that there's a clientele that like either likes that type of food or, or just still believes that they're going to go there and get something nicer, Man, you know? That was, yeah. that was pretty much uh, the highlight of my weekend. So, I mean, it, it makes for a good story and I'll, I'll never go back there. So, well, you learn the lesson, listen to the reviews and listen to your parents. Damn right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll probably never like learn that lesson, but. <laughs> uh well happy anniversary to you though as well um yes we celebrated my parents yesterday we had a nice brunch and then went back to my brother's house for a little bit and yeah as i told you all uh off air i uh got pretty drunk yesterday (laughs) and uh was at this bar called the crazy fox which was like my go-to uh jcb in the comments hold on there it is. Say the name of the restaurant. He's. <laughs> What's it rhyme with? Uh... <laughs> not like we'd know. Bomb it, turgs. Bomb wait, turgs. So what, say, say it again. Bomb turgs. That's what it rhymes with. Bomb, Bomb turgs. Okay. No, it, it, reminds, it reminds with crapplebees. It reminds <laughs> you with uh, what else could it be? Bo Charlie's. Or, guy Do they have Bo Charlie's in Washington? Bo Charlie's actually pretty good. Guy Day. Tutors. I'll narrow it down. It's a supper club, but I mean, it's not really narrowing it down in Wisconsin because we have about like 800. So, hell yeah. Well, as I was saying, went to my old stomping ground from like really the last year when I lived up in Northern Kentucky, saw a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in a bit, and we tore it down. It was a beautiful day to be drinking on a patio yesterday, and uh, I took it, uh, took it, yeah, took it and ran with it mm-hmm. for sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was a bit of a slog uh, this morning and driving back, but uh, I'm obviously off today. So um, yeah, watched watched some best of the Super Juniors, watched some DDT, gave out my seventh five star match of the year, Ooh. Kazusada Higuchi versus Chris Brooks. Ooh, great, great shit there. Um, I'd actually kind of fallen out of DDT after Ooh. Higuchi lost the belt earlier this year, but uh, man, that was a hell of a hell of a match. But. Uh, yeah, uh, Bo, I couldn't remember. Did we talk about Roman and Solo challenging for the tag titles on this show, or was that in person? That is a really good question. It may have been a, no, no. Um, I think it was in person. We I think it was Bay Friday. Yeah. Or, 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 oh, yes, you're right. It was last Wednesday because you came over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. So. Let's talk about that here, Diesel. I, how you're you're at least following WWE. I don't know if you're watching every week, but you know yeah, I know you're, you're pretty engaged. Much, yeah. yeah, same here. Like I'll, I've pretty much watched Raw every week. SmackDown. I've definitely been watching more lately, but I did not catch this past week's. But um, so maybe you can. Did you watch SmackDown last week? Perhaps. I did. Yeah, okay, I did. Any uh, what are the, what developments happened with the uh, the bloodline uh, situation here? Because I'm I'm very intrigued by uh, Roman and Solo challenging and the Usos, you know, reactions and what may happen if Roman and Solo indeed win that match. <clears throat> but uh, any uh, any updates to the current situation that we missed? Yeah, really. Um, bloodline stuff was really like the only good stuff on SmackDown this week. But uh, it started out with. Roman and Solo and Paul Heyman in the ring with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And they were like basically having a back and forth. And uh, Sami Zayn was telling Roman Reigns how uh, he 
isn't even as good as the Usos. So how are they going to win the tag team championships, basically? And Roman Reigns is about to respond, but then the Usos came in and from behind and attacked uh, the tag champs, and uh, which pissed Roman off because he wanted to respond. And, and when he was all in, like, uh, he was pissed off, and he turned around and he bumped into Solo, and, Uh-oh. like, Solo gave him this look, and, like, it... And I yeah, feel like but, they haven't really had any tension ever well, yet, you know? That's interesting. Yep. I'm definitely going to have to at least watch like the highlights, you know, the YouTube clip about this. But uh, anything else, you know, after that? Yeah. Then the main event uh, was the Usos versus. Oh man, I can't remember who they. Who Here, they I can pull, I can pull they, it up uh, very quickly. Well, basically, it was just like what they do with uh, Roman watching the match from the back and yep. all that stuff, and just yeah, kind of making you Rey Mysterio and see. Santos Escobar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. LWO. That was a good match, yeah. And yeah, they LWO ended up getting the win because oh. shenanigans, okay. and yeah. I mean, it was Roman Reigns like was pissed off, and I think he's going to be on SmackDown again this week, and. Well, I'm pretty sure because it's the night before uh, Night of Champions. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's always Which, better when Roman's there because it was like that month he wasn't. It was very, it was the same storyline like since like after WrestleMania. Yeah. He's kept on doing the same thing with the Usos and Kevin Owens the same as Zayn. So, I he's agree. kind of progressing. And it's been actually, a lot better since the rematch, like since KO yeah. and Sammy beat him because now the story is the fracture between the Usos and Roman Reigns and where does Solo mm-hmm. fit in in here. So, and I'm actually excited for the match. Um, oh, I think it's going to be very intriguing and probably very good. I mean, I'm actually thinking that Roman Reigns and Solo are going to win. I th- right. I think you're probably I think that is the more interesting you know if we're sticking with this bloodline thing I think that is the more interesting story to tell. It is. It can put like a nail in the coffin to the Sami Zayn bloodline stuff. Like it can be an end. I mean WWE, it's never going to end. But uh, then yeah, we don't have to worry about that anymore. And then you can start going with the Usos and more of the split and. Yeah, because I think eventually the Usos are probably going to break away from them and turn babyface. I mean, feels like that should be the direction here. So if JCB is still in here, um, I was listening to BFR earlier today. And one idea that Bill brought up on there that I loved is if Roman and Solo win. First off, Roman would now have four belts because the undisputed championship is two and the two sets of tag titles. Have the fucking Usos carry the tag championships yeah. for him. <laughs> oh, wow. How fucking awesome would that be? Like, just you are below me now. Yeah. And you yeah. do as I say, bitch. Like, oh, so man. that's why I want them to win. Just yeah, to that, see, that like, that if something like that happens. Yeah. So, like, when I heard that earlier, I'm like, okay, I fucking love KO and Sammy. Everyone knows that. The match at WrestleMania was amazing, it was one of my five star matches but I think I want to see Roman and Solo win because I think it would just be a lot more interesting. I don't know. They kind of didn't really give Sammy and KO much to work with, you know? So like they're, they've fallen really flat since WrestleMania because they won the titles. And then it was like, 
Well, now we're just caught in limbo with the bloodline stuff. And then you throw in Matt Riddle, which, in my opinion, kind of made it a little worse. Yeah. And nothing against Matt Riddle. I like Matt Riddle, but I just didn't I think do, too. But, it, yeah, it just didn't really fit. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. So, I kind of feel like it fell flat, and I think it's best for everybody if they just get the titles off of now and, like, just end them, their story with the bloodline, and it's over, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, KO's been saying it. Like, I'm tired of the bloodline. I just want to fight. Like, right? I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. So, like, I don't know if I want those two to split already, you know, because they just got together. But, you know, like, if they lose, then what happens to them is the thing. I don't want them to split, but I don't, like, I don't know. I kind of want them to be like singles, you know, but like they have each other's back. If they like need each other, yeah. And then eventually it's gonna like one's gonna turn on the other again because it's just how it goes. It works. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bo, who uh, who would you like to see win this match? Uh, I'd like to see Roman and Solo win it. I like that yeah. whole idea with the Usos having to carry it and being turned into servants, you know? Yeah. I think uh, that would be so great. Yeah, you know, because then, you know, like, it wouldn't be just Roman kicking them out in a pitiful way. Eventually, like, he would, he would, you know, disrespect and humiliate them to the point where they would, like, attack him. Correct. You know, I think and, that's and, yeah. probably where this would be headed, you yeah, know, like, if that's the case. And that would at least make them look, in the long run, less pathetic. Absolutely. Because, yeah, you know, if they just, you know, Roman kicks him out and they're like, please let us back in, you know, it's going to, yeah, you know, the, the, like, I, I don't know, that's just a very castrating, you know, kind of th- like complete castrating kind of thing where <laughs> instead of cutting off two balls, you just want to cut off one ball. You know what I'm saying? Ouchie. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, I think this is fascinating, man. Um, you know, buckle up. It's going to be great. Um while we're talking a little WWE, do you just want to let's run through some Night of Champions predictions? You know, it's sure. fucking sick. What five days away? Yeah. It seems like backlash was just yesterday. And it's um, a pretty good card, in my opinion. Yeah. So is it? It's Saturday, and then double yep. or nothing is Sunday. Yep. What a so weekend! It's gonna be a pretty good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then also, I don't know if you watch either Succession or Barry on HBO, but both of them both, are yep. seer. You watch both? Are you caught yep. up? Actually, uh, don't, I did not watch last night yet. I didn't watch uh, yeah. last night's Succession, and I'm like three or four episodes behind on Barry. So yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just about to finish the first season of Succession. Okay, so yeah, that's I, right. You said you like kind yeah. of were just getting yeah. started. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I may try to get one episode in tonight if I'm not too tired after this. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. the it's series where it's at. Yeah, yeah the well, series... it's about to be Max. It's going to be Max tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is when it, when, it, when it becomes okay. Max. Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah series finale for both of those on sunday yeah it's gonna be a f- and memorial day weekend to boot so uh yeah. good stuff coming jcb continuing in the chat the disrespect of the usos in that scenario would be so great we all agree and then here's some fun never thought i would see the day where a bill idea is getting so much traction hey <laughs> i tell you what i listened to the majority of your episode today, probably like an hour and 40 minutes. And I told you, I agreed wholeheartedly with his CM Punk take. As I said, I'm not going to talk about him here, but uh, it was a uh, spot on how I feel. I don't want to fucking talk about him until he's on TV. That's basically what Bill was saying too. So, um, but yeah, good shit there. Um, yeah, yeah, let's uh, just run it down here real quick. And I guess we'll do uh, some double or nothing predictions at the end of the show as well. 
Yeah. But anyway, um, I am. I'm just going to go in order on Wikipedia here. Um, match number one, we've got Seth freaking Rollins versus AJ Styles, the final for the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, Bo, I'll start with you. Who do you got here? I'll pick Seth freaking Rollins, who I just saw is also um, has a role in the new Captain America movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. And that also caused reports to come out saying that WWE management is uncertain about giving Seth Rollins this title because of this acting thing that I don't know if I would think WWE knew about it, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I guess, and I guess maybe like Disney's like a, right. A competitor to their parent company. I mean, could that be it, you know, or, but I mean, you know, but still, I feel like that would just grow their brain, you know, like he's going to be in a big superhero movie that a bunch of people are going to go see, you know, guy is just becoming more and more of like a legitimate just star. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's weird. Like, I wonder if it is a parent company kind of, clash or 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 what or what what it is well we shall see but uh diesel who you got here uh i think those reports are just to throw people off i think like someone's like in wwe is giving out these rumors and i think it's to throw people off because it it doesn't make sense for aj styles to win because he's on smackdown i know the first like i mean of this version of the world heavyweight championship that's supposed to be raw exclusive why would you put it on a smackdown guy Mm -hmm. So I think Seth Rollins is going to win. But that being said, if AJ Styles did win, that would be my only gripe about it is he's on SmackDown because I actually would prefer AJ Styles to win because I like him better. But, I mean, I'm going with Seth Rollins. I do like Seth Rollins a lot, though, too. Yeah, he's killing it. I do think the the singing has kind of jumped the shark. And I think that started with WrestleMania – we talked about it. Like, if you were going to do that, you should have had a fucking actual, like, orchestra or, like, chorus there mm-hmm. singing it and not just an audio clip. It was just very tacky. But now it's, like, they're putting way too much emphasis on it, and it's just not cool anymore. I mean, it is, but it's just, for me, it's like, all right, we get the point here. You're really driving this in now. Exactly. Having said that, I love Seth Rollins and everything he's been doing. And I'm picking him for sure. I mean, I think when this belt was announced, what I said was, because I assumed it would have been all raw people, you know, it's a raw fucking belt. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm like, it's got to be Seth versus Cody in the finals. And I think Seth will win just because of that whole feud they had last year and Seth never beat him. Obviously, they've gone a different direction with Cody and that's fine. And I think he should should and probably will be the one to finally beat Roman, even if it's next year. Um, this belt doesn't mean anything to him. You know, it's the legacy of the WWE championship that his father never won. So I think he will finish the story, but it still might be next year. But anywho, um, I'm picking Seth Rollins. I think the match should be fantastic. I mean, we know these two guys can work. Uh, JCB and I actually, when I was in St. Louis earlier this year, we found, we were just watching so much just random wrestling, but we found like an old indie match between these two from like somewhere in Iowa. Cause Seth Rollins is from there, which was, it was very good, but it was probably from like the mid two thousands. Like they were so young. So, uh, anywho, just a little, little side note there. 
But um, that, I wanted AJ to win too. So like this was the final that I wanted to see. Absolutely, like mm-hmm. people were talking Edge, and I'm an Edge guy, but I did not want to see him here at all. He already is winning too many big matches. So <clears throat> match number two, Cody versus Brock. Number two, it says it's just a singles match. I mean, it feels like it should be like no DQ, street fight, mm-hmm. something based on what's happened in Brock kind of losing his shit and saying he wants to fight and this and that. But as of now, no stipulation. Um, Bo, who you got? Uh, I guess maybe Cody, you know, like, 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 well, well who won the last one again? Was it Cody? Was it remember Cody, Cody kind of got Cody the did. fluke roll up when Brock hit him in the arm. Yeah. And then Brock had his favorite finish. Like, yeah. And, and, then, and then Brock just pummeled him and then he pummeled him again on the following roll. Right. So. Right. And, 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 made, and, 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 made, and made him lose to uh, Finn Balor. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. In that triple threat. Yes. That's really going. You know what? I'll just go with Brock. Let's do it. D's. I don't even know because I think that uh, Cody should have lost at Backlash to Brock Lesnar. Like I think they they want to tell the story that he needs to earn it. Then I don't know why are they having it. I don't know. It, it's it, it's weird the logic they're they're telling us, but then what they're actually doing with how they're booking Cody is just like the opposite. So typical <clears throat> WWE booking. But uh, I mean. Brock has to win this match, and th- there has to be like a third. You know, there's this has there has to be a rubber match. I think so. I, I agree. And even I, if they drag it out to SummerSlam, yep. I think that uh, yeah. That's, so I'm going to say Brock Lesnar wins this match. That's exactly yeah, I, what I. Think. I, would, I hope that he actually squashes Cody, so maybe they can tell the story of. Uh, Yes, get some actual redemption. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. give him the old Mr. Brody Lee treatment when he squashed his ass for the TNT title. Still one of the best moments in early AEW because it was just shocking. Yeah, Um, didn't see it coming. I agree. I would love that, and I wholeheartedly agree. I think Brock will win, and I think the third match will be at SummerSlam. I mean, they could do it at Money in the Bank, which isn't that in London this year? Yeah. So, so that's they're probably kind of trying a, to make it a little bit more of a bigger deal. And, you know, Money in the Bank has kind of always been like the fifth, the big yeah. fifth pay-per-view, you know, over the past, you know, it's been around what? A little brother of the uh, big four, yeah. Yeah, uh, 2010 was the first. I was actually there in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, it was Kane and The Miz won each of the latter matches. But, um, yeah, so. I cash in then, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick. This is an interesting little note here from our good friend JCB that AJ Seth match footage was shown on Raw tonight. So weird you brought that up. Uh, Fascinating. Wow. How about that? Um, Okay, next match. We just spent a good amount of time talking about it. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. I know we all said we want Roman and Solo to win. Are we all picking them? Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll pick them. You Me know. too. No yeah, reason I mean, not to. No, nothing else. We just discussed it all. I don't think we yeah. need to get into it more. But yeah, I've clean sweep here. Going to be fascinating. Yes. Match four, which uh, last week when we recorded on Monday, this happened on Raw when we were looking at the card. We're very confused. Uh, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali, who won the Battle Royal last week to become number one contender. I thought it was a pretty good Battle Royal, actually. 
I was really pulling for Jonah or excuse me, Bronson Reed. Um, but the ending was really cool with he and Ricochet and Ali getting the kick. And, you know, obviously he's kind of the ultimate underdog uh, guys, hell of a talent, you know, uh, you know, has never really like clicked fully necessarily. And, you know, his opportunities have been waning from time to time. So I was happy to see him win, you know, no chance in hell he's going to beat Gunther, but, um, I hope this one is not a squash because uh, I was about to call you Gunther Diesel. Did you see either of like the two Ricochet Gunther matches? Like, yeah, those were both awesome. Like, you know, a little athletic guy and Gunther is just one of the I best think, in the world. Period. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to be. It's going to be like a gnat flying around his head until he finally swats him down. Yeah, no. it, it's. And, like, I wasn't mad that uh, Mustafa Ali won this match because Gunther isn't going to lose the Intercontinental Championship anytime soon. So to have him face uh, Bronson Reed, it'd almost be a waste because they can't have either of them lose because they're building Bronson Reed to be this, like, unstoppable monster, which I love. I love that he carried over his momentum from this past year when he was away from WWE as Jonah and then into the heel Bronson Reed character. So they can't, they couldn't have him lose. They, and I feel like, uh, like double count out or like no contest would just be cop out. So yeah. I actually like that, that they have Mustafa Ali in this match. So that being said, definitely Gunther's going to win, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But yeah, so I think, I think it was a good call. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying about Reed for sure. And, you know, I would say he's not at the level he was in New Japan when he fucking beat Okada. But, yes, he has – he's been booked pretty well here. No, I mean, like, I don't know. It, what I've has he even had him. a pay-per-view match, though? Oh, I guess last yeah, – the triple, backlash, yeah. But a singles, um, ma- a singles match, rather. But no, not, not he's yet. starting to get opportunity – I guess I would have just still liked to see the match happen because it would have just been a big match, but maybe they're saving it. You know, maybe it is SummerSlam. That would be awesome. Um, But yeah, I too was happy with Ali. Bo, I assume we're all picking Gunther, but what are your thoughts on the match here? I know you haven't seen a ton of Ali, but I'm not. uh, No, yeah, I'm not familiar. I mean, I'm sure probably Gunther. I mean, you know, he just doesn't seem like a big enough name to, you know, be the person who ends his streak of dominance um so yeah again i'm not too familiar with mustafa ali but diesel it seems like you're right you know he'll just be sort of like a gnat just you know sort of bugging him and you know annoying him until gunther just swiftly you know takes him down but and ollie's a pretty big guy right no five Mm. foot ten no he's not no not really he's more of the high flyer type more more of the high flyer he's in the cruiserweight classic Yeah. yeah he's one of the only guys that are left from that yeah oh wow wwe yeah, Cedric Cedric Alexander, Kira Tazawa, Tazawa, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's crazy so, yeah. that Zack Saber Jr. and Kota Ibushi were in that too. Right? That's fucking nuts. I'll take this opportunity to plug our friend High Five Tom. He and Justin from the In Time Wrestling Podcast did a whole review of the entire Cruiserweight Classic, like two years ago. Maybe it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I didn't rewatch it. I would like to because that was such a 
both. So like they had Zack Sabre Jr., Kota Ibushi, were, and a bunch of other guys were in WWE like for this tournament. This oh, wow. one-off so, tournament they did in 2016. So, so just temporarily? Yeah. Wow. Like there was obviously talk of, oh, maybe they're going to sign these guys. And then both ended up signing with New Japan. Ibushi wow. had basically like just taken a year away from New Japan because just to do whatever. Um, but I had never seen either of those guys before to that point. And now they're i mean obviously we haven't seen a ton of abushi lately but two of my favorites like they're both incredible but anywho yeah. side note there um but yeah gunther will win this match i just hope you know give them like eight to ten minutes and make you know make it competitive i think they yeah. will you know i don't think yeah. they're just gonna squash ali so no i i, I, I kind of feel like they're gonna have a squash match and it's gonna be cody versus brock i yeah i hope so um okay we have, I guess one of these was probably added tonight, but the two women's matches, uh, we have a WrestleMania rematch here between Bianca Belair and Asuka. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I, I thought Bianca would win at WrestleMania, but I wanted Asuka to win. She's now 0-5 at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which sucks. Um, you bring her back, you have her spit the mist in... Bianca's face, so she turns heel essentially because they were both kind of baby faces then. Um, and I know JCB and those guys talked about it on BFR, and they both kind of said, you, you know, Bianca's gonna win, but fuck, like I want Asuka to win this match, damn it. Um, but I'm probably gonna pick Bianca. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I feel the exact same way as you. It's I don't know. I love Asuka and I love Bianca too, but she's so been champion I. for Forever. over yeah. a year. Yeah. And just it's it's still like they need to like there's there was rumors today in wrestling news that uh, they're talking about turning her and the Street Profits heel. Which and if they put them together, I think that would be interesting. I would be cool with yeah. Put yeah. I mean they're married. Everyone knows it. Like let's but, get them. I mean, that's not going to happen Saturday because Oscar's a heel. And I don't know. It's yeah, but so, maybe after she loses the title at some point, you know, at some point. But like this is probably one of the matches I'm least excited about, just mm-hmm. because of everything that you said, and that sucks because I love both of these people. And but yeah, I think that Bianca is going to retain. And the WrestleMania match yeah. I thought was, you know, damn good. I think I went like it was. Four, it was really four and a quarter on it or something. Um, yeah, I think Bianca wins too, but by God, I would love to see Asuka. Bo, what are you thinking? Yeah, we've all picked the same thing so far. So <laughs> I think you all have said it, so I'm going to go with Asuka. Hell just yeah. because of that. You know, maybe it is time for her to change that. Is, is she not the longest reigning uh, she, women's champion, she, women's raw champion, raw for, women's champion. I believe that is correct. Yes, so, like over. She's over four hundred days at this point. I'm pretty sure. So. Right. So and yeah. didn't she win at WrestleMania last year? Yeah, she did so, against Becky. Yeah. Um. And also, like we've already Roman, Gunther, Bianca. Like they've got three, and the Usos just lost theirs. Three champs over a year. But. That, I actually do enjoy that they're doing that because I do too. I like, do too. I, I can't stand top potatoing. Anyway, I kind of like that it's I couldn't agree like, more. I just think it's Bianca it's time for one oh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. for Bianca's to yeah, end. But yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. They've given value to these championships again, yeah. which you know in the I early never thought I would see it to be honest. I know with you. And like, like and, I kind of don't want Roman to lose just because Oh, like, I'm on board with <laughs> WrestleMania next year now. Like I mean 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's what yeah. I want. They can't they can't take them to like San Martino Heights, but like, it wouldn't be cool if they did. Which was what, like six or seven years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're halfway there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll still never forget the spot right here in front of me where Bo was sitting when uh, that match ended, and we just like locked eyes and no one said a word no for like five word. seconds. Yeah, like, wow, yeah, holy fuck, big big um, shocker. But yeah, I just think you know Bianca's she's already beat Oscar, she's beaten everyone. Like, what more is there to do? Like you said, unless you're going to turn her heel, which I don't think is going to happen in this title reign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick Bianca, but I want Oscar to win. So, and then the final match, which I'm guessing was probably announced on Raw tonight because I was unaware of it, but they'd kind of been building towards it, is Rhea Ripley versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is so stupid that they have the belts on the wrong show. Yeah. Anywho, um, gotta be Natalia. (laughs) Yeah, I think gotta be Rhea Ripley. (laughs) This one's a no brainer, but I take it back. This is my least excited match. No, no offense, but yeah. Yeah, and they've it's actually totally added a seventh match, as a matter of fact. Oh, I just yeah? up, I just updated the Night of Champions. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Rhea Ripley, too. I really don't know who Natalia is, to be honest. I don't know if I've seen her. <laughs> wow, so she's the longest signed female WWE wrestler actively being with the company since 2007. I don't know if I've seen her in any sort of show or she matches. Is, or, I know. Yeah. She, I think she was in... Like that multi-woman tag match at WrestleMania oh. two years ago. Uh-huh. Like you've probably seen her, but she hasn't really been featured a lot in the past yeah. couple of years. Okay. But Ripley she's sure. a pretty she's a pretty solid wrestler at t- like you know when she was coming up in NXT. Like yeah. her and Charlotte had a banger, but yeah, I mean she's not really been of any significance lately. But you know maybe she'll turn it up for this one. It's probably been a while since she's had a you know a marquee big match like this. So. And we know Rhea Ripley can fucking go, so we'll see. So, Bo, you said there's a seventh match. Yes, yes, I, I, I had refreshed it because I, I, um, because oh. I had gone off the page and I've gone back. This has popped right. up. So Let's hear it. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's not shocking yeah. either. Well, since you introduced it, you pick it first, buddy. Uh, I mean, Trish Stratus has been in a lot of these. I guess they've drug her back since uh, WrestleMania. It seems like, and has she won any of the matches she's been in? Well, they won the they won, won the, the six run. woman match at WrestleMania, WrestleMania yeah. and then it was like two episodes of Raw later, no. or maybe a yeah. little after that. I guess Lita was hurt, maybe in storyline got attacked. I think yeah, by, by Trish. damage Trish, control. They came out. Oh yeah, it was like a she admitted to. Yeah, we didn't see who it was, but yeah, it ultimately ended up being Trish. Trish then took Lita's spot in the tag team title mm. match and they lost to, was it Liv and Raquel who have now vacated because mm. Liv got hurt. Um, but yeah, so Trish ultimately turned on Becky. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. Hmm. And she's been like cutting heel promos since and talking shit. Gotcha. So. I don't know. Um, maybe I could go with Trish. since She, you know, out that hasn't had like a big singles win since, you know, she's come back and been doing stuff. So, uh, so I'll I'll go with that. I know flimsy logic, but but hey, Diesel. Uh, I think it's going to be Trish, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. So I think uh, Lita was in on it the whole time, and she's going to come oh, down. Okay. And like Becky's going to think like she has her back, and she's going to attack Becky. I dig that. And so then we're going to get a heel Lita and Trish, and then at SummerSlam, Becky and. 
I don't know who you'd like team her with, but probably you a take team match. Yeah, you can find someone, but yeah. she doesn't really have any like allies currently. Um, but I, I, I really like Holly. That. Holly, like I think there was reports that oh Holly yeah, going to get involved in the storyline. Really good in the Rumble one yeah. year, a couple years ago. Yeah. Speaking of looking really good, and I'm going to steal a term <laughs> from our friend Kevin Rogue. God damn, Trish is really looking like a ripe tomato these days. Isn't she? How, how, how old is she? Here, like, She's here, like 47 or something, and she yep, looks yep, great. 47, 47. Yeah, I remember we looked it yeah. up at WrestleMania. Like, that was the highlight of the match. Like, she was just stunning at that age. But, God damn. Uh, Lita, I'm done seeing her wrestle. She has not looked good at all. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I have met her in person, though, and she was lovely. So, I don't want to I've heard that she's, like, much one of the nicest people. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, Lita. I love you. You're great. You really are great. But you just, if you're going to be out there, just be a little better. Damn it. <laughs> um, but I agree. I'm going to take Trish as well. And I think that is great. Uh great uh insight or ideas or fantasy booking whatever the fuck you want to call it uh i like that and you know then you kind of give becky you know a little hole to dig out of and she can eventually overcome um and you know kind of ultimately win the feud i would imagine what happens so um but yeah there's our night of champions um was there one more thing oh diesel real quick did you happen to watch ring of honor last week I'm behind on my Ring of Honor. It, but, I would say yeah. one of the best matches on the TV show since it started was, surprisingly, uh, it was Action Andretti and Darius Martin against the Kingdom, mm-hmm. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, in a fight without honor. Um, mm-hmm. It was awesome. Really good match. Main event. I do love the Kingdom. And yeah. Yeah. Me too. I didn't at first, and then it was the... I always liked Bennett more than uh, Taven, but I'm on board now. It was. Oh, the no, match. I, I've always been a big Matt Taven guy. I'm Matt Taven. I love Matt Taven. Well, you're a and, fucking Melvin. You know that? Oh, I, I, I will own up to that right now. I am a Melvin. Why I said I, it to his face. <laughs> I think I remember <laughs> you saying that. Um, it was the match, that long-ass fucking ladder match they had at the New Japan ROH joint show at MSG. Yeah, but that wasn't his fault. I know, like, I know, I mean, but... It wasn't his fault that, that they picked him to win that match, you know? That like, was just the first time I'm just like, eh, I'm not really into this guy. But it was the match at the final battle, the final ROH show before Tony Khan bought it, where they wrestled the Briscoes, and it was just an incredible match, and... Ever since then, I've been on board with both guys. And, like, Mike Bennett just seems like a great fucking dude. And I love Maria. Who doesn't? Talk, yeah, about, talk about ripe the tomatoes. Best, uh, yeah. One of the best entrance musics in all of wrestling. It is good. I've got something for you. Speaking of great entrance musics, my boy Chris Brooks, I mentioned earlier, is one of my favorites. I literally turn my TV up to 100 when he comes out because his music just gets me so amped. Um but anyway, I just wanted to see if you'd watch that match. I highly recommend it. Um, it was very good. I'm check it out. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Uh, Manscape time. Yeah, let's do it. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits or ham tits, (laughs) the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. 
It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB. Beaumont, tell them more. I got to say one thing. Didn't like all the women find Austin Powers sexy with his they, like huge like chin? You know? yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if that's necessarily a knock, but the, the man tits most certainly are. Ooh, and, boy. And ham tits. And ham tits. Yeah, wow. <laughs> No, no, I can't believe that passed. But anywho, um, what um, is more than passable um, is Manscaped, how they're dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. And this kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 4.0 Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer and a lot and a ton, more than a lot, of oh. other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Mm. Whether you're trimming your chest or the treasure chest inside your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. I like to think of the thing inside my pants as not a treasure chest, but the Mario question mark, you know, box. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think that, that that's what I got packing. Um, this is the best yeah. trimmer on the market, though. Um, their trimmer features the a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin and resume or to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to advanced skin-safe technology. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough and have a steady hand. Wow. Uh, inside the performance package, you'll also find Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop mm. Reviver Ball Toner. That's exactly Ooh. what I need. Yeah. An anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. I know I sure do. (laughs) No one likes nose hairs, so their package also comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0. You also get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag. We love the $39 value. We love the Shed. Yeah. And the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Mm, Yeah. If you're wearing sandals, you need to get Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. And finally, having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Always. I like how that's trademarked, too. That's fucking tight. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles, and your balls will thank you. Your, your winter man tits may not. <laughs> might, might be a little but my, upset. My ham tits will. No, no. Okay, that was fun. Let's talk a little AEW Dynamite. It was a great fucking show last week, I thought. Yeah, that was uh, a good one. Even though you fell asleep during it. <laughs> oh, I was. I, I, it, it was always oh, a Wednesday, so. Yeah, you'd had a day. It's, you know uh, what that weird. means. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's how they opened the show. <laughs> it's Wednesday. You know what that means. You know. <laughs> oh oh, got my call button going there yeah we were live from the moody center in austin texas um it started we had wardlow coming out to start the show which was interesting um you know i feel like if when they have like promo segments it's usually like I guess maybe it's not always like main event type stuff. They do kind of open with some weird stuff, man. Anywho, um, 
what ended up happening here? Uh, sorry. TJR didn't have a fucking I, I, recap. So I know. I yeah. To... I was, I was going to kind of brush up on the <laughs> first half of the show and I was like looking for it. I was like, yeah, what happened? Teach? Oh, so he basically called out Christian right away yes. and it basically got to the point. They're going to have a ladder match. That's kind yeah. of what it was building to. And, but I remember I said, like, I wasn't super excited about the match. Like I like Christian and I like Wardlow, but I would rather see Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. Oh, yeah, that's a, much, that's a much more sensible, yeah, you know, yeah. match of and styles. I think and we'll Christian probably, doesn't need that. You know, Christian's yeah. been great, like, you know, it's the heel manager slash promo guy, you know. Like, I'm not, like, itching to see him do more in-ring stuff, especially in a match like this. Well, but what I was going to say is making it a ladder match made me more interested in it just because, you know, Christian's a ladder match guy and, you know, just makes it more intriguing to me. So, you know, I'm at least happy about that, but I would still rather it be Luchasaurus. Um, but yeah, Diesel, what do you kind of think about all this? I I think that they're building towards Luchasaurus. I mean, why wouldn't they? I don't like, cause it yeah. doesn't make sense for it just to be Christian. And then Wardlow move on to the next guy. Yeah. I, don't know. Um, I just feel like Luchasaurus would be a more, a better pay-per-view match than Christian, frankly. Yeah. That's kind of how but, I, I mean, they have, they have a bunch of pay-per-views this summer. So, you know, so, they can still do it on pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I like, I don't know. I'm not super into this like whole story. Like the Christian dead dad story has been kind of played out since. Yeah. That's kind of what we talked about. Yeah. But I do <clears> like the little, I haven't decided if I like that uh, Arn Anderson is Wardlow's manager now. I do kind of like what they did last week where Wardlow asked him to stay in the back and he got beat down and Arn Anderson told him this is why he shouldn't. I don't know. I Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting when it's Wardlow versus uh, Luchasaurus because we have both managers too. So, yeah. As long as Arn Anderson doesn't fall off the ring apron, he's <laughs> the manager, but. The star of the, the show. The star of the show. Yeah. You see uh, that. He'll probably shoot me with a Glock. So. Yeah, you better watch out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Psycho Tom in the building. Yeah, yeah. What a player. How you doing? Um, Yeah, I'm with you. We'll hold off. We'll do our picks at the end. But, uh, yeah, I think we're kind of all in agreement here. But then we got a pretty fun little tag team of Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy defeating Big Bill and Lee Moriarty in 11 minutes, 13 seconds. I thought this was a very fun match. Yeah, um, this was fun. Yeah, loved the team of Darby and Orange. You know, they had some pretty good chemistry. You know, two kind of big homegrown baby faces that yeah. I don't. Have they had a match? I think they've had to have had a match. Yeah, I feel like they, yeah, you know, that would be a pretty good, like, yeah. you know, pr pr pretty good meeting of styles, I think, between those two. Here, let's, um, I'm, I'm going to see real quick if I can possibly for the TNT title at some that's point. Kinda what, that's kind of what I was thinking. I don't think Orange, he definitely yeah. didn't defend the international title no, against him. No, definitely not. I mean, maybe, I don't know, I doubt it. Hold on one sec. Yeah. Anywho, um, well, keep to any any thoughts on the match, fellas, as I kind of look into this. Well, this was this definitely was a good match. It, I liked the thread that they had during this whole episode with uh, the three pillars that are challenging MJF, how they mm. all got showcased in a match, yeah, and how they all like won their matches. And I, 
I thought that this was a good way of using Darby Allen because then you also get Orange Cassidy on the show who mm-hmm. is still super over. And I'm at the point where it's like I wish they would kind of like back off Orange Cassidy just a little bit. Yeah. Just because I think he's been overexposed. But it I is what agree. it is. But he's still people been, are, you know. People still love him, though. So And he's right. still churning out, still yeah. churning out pretty damn good matches each and every time out. And I think <clears throat> the last couple defenses against who was it, Bandito and Garcia, I thought yeah, those were two, matches, of the, yeah. two of the best or, in this uh, run. When I was at Dynamite last month, he uh, faced Swerve. Oh, yeah, that was or, a really like, good opening one, match. That was a yeah. really good match. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. I'm with you, though. And we'll obviously talk about the Battle Royal later that was announced. I think that will be intriguing. But uh, I do like how they've kind of been continually going to this gimmick of Orange being tired. You know, yeah, he kind of yeah. like, give me a chair. I'm tired. Because, like, he is out there every week. Constantly, yeah. He's defended that title, like, 21 or 22 times or something crazy like that. Um, but he, hadn't, he hasn't had, like, a big pay-per-view singles match with it that I can recall. Um, but I think this battle royal will still be pretty interesting. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what was next. We had <clears throat> uh, oh, the young bucks and Kenny uh, were attacked by the BCC, and Moxley said that they are the elite in this business. So certainly more to come on that uh, at the end of the show we'll kind of hold our thoughts on kind of all this till then sure um and then sammy guevara squashes exodus prime and then cuts a very baby face promo um you know i've been saying of of late i'm definitely more engaged with sammy now than i had been previously i think he's been been pretty good i thought the mjf stuff was actually pretty fun you know them with the matching vests and kissing each other on the forehead and I all wish that it would have lasted longer yeah yeah but i it makes sense like for them not to be friends going into the match at this mm. point but i did not expect uh all three of the others to kind of be going in as baby faces and i mean they were in austin sammy's from houston he wrestled a lot in the austin indie scene i know um, so maybe that's part of it, but I mean, he has kind of trended more baby faceish, um, you know, since that tag team match when he and MJF lost. So, but I agree. Like I've, you know, there's, some, I've heard on other podcasts and whatnot, people aren't as into this four pillars, four way and saying that, you know, the other three guys aren't really main eventers, but I kind of go the other way. Um, I agree. I think this has been simmering for a long time and I, I think getting Darby, Jungle Boy, and Sammy this opportunity is great for them, and let's see how they answer the bell. And I think they're they're all so talented. I you know I think it's going to be a great match, and I've really enjoyed the build um, personally. Um, mm-hmm. Bo, I'm pretty sure you're kind of in that same boat as well. I feel like yeah, both, no, uh, no, no. I like the. I think this is just such a just a good natural just direction for all this to go. And I you know like all these four guys, and I'm glad you know this pillars storyline is finally kind of getting its due and, you know, kind of getting away. Cause like the last two years, they had all these signings and all these new people coming in left and right mm-hmm. uh, to the, to the roster. You know, it's nice that they haven't lost sight of these guys and that they're letting this story just naturally and organically build to this. So it feels right. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to like add to the four pillars thing. Like I, 
think the person that has grown the most in just like the short amount of time they've been doing the storyline is definitely Darby Allen. I agree. Like they never, like he never got to speak and like he can actually cut a promo. And like, I've been actually really surprised by like how well he's been cutting his promos and like how relatable he is and stuff like that. And so like, I think this has been really good for him. I think uh, it definitely shows jungle boys flaws a little bit though. I mean, he can yeah. wrestle, it's just he, he can't cut a promo. He's gotten better, I yeah. think. You know, he was really bad when he first came in. He didn't really talk much, but, like, right. anytime he would, it's like, uh, so yeah. I agree. Definitely his weakness, and he's the weakest of the four. Um, I would go, you know, MJF one, obviously, Darby two now, like you said, Sammy yeah. three, and then Jungle Boy four. But I do think he's gotten better, for right. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I said it, I think, on the show last week that of those three, and I definitely think MJF is going to win, but mm. I would want Darby to win, you know, as like the fan pulling for the baby face. Like he's yep. the guy. Yeah. And, and I and, agree. In this build, it's made me more interested in him. Sorry, Bo. Go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was saying this during the show um, when we were watching on Wednesday. But um, like just the contrast between like Darby and MJF, like if you want to take if you, you were to take the belt off him, which I don't think they will, he would be the person that you would, you know, like like the you wouldn't have like Sammy, you know, parading around with it, you know, being cocky. And I just don't think this is really Jungle Boy's time yet. That would be a bit too out of left field. But Darby would would be right. But yeah, I still don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and we'll see if, you know, kind of another thing we talked about is if they do spin this off into singles matches, you know, after Double or Nothing. Like, oh. does Darby get a shot? Does Jungle Boy Sam, you know? Yeah. I would guess at least one of them, maybe not all three, because MJF mm-hmm. just doesn't wrestle that much. And I like that, and I like that it is kind of rare when he wrestles because it makes it that mm-hmm. much bigger of a deal. So we shall see. But, yeah, you've got – and then Adam Cole certainly waiting in the wings at some point, you would imagine. We've talked – a lot on this show about hangman mjf is a big big match and feud mm-hmm. that they have not done yet that's got to happen at some point obviously not anytime soon with you know the bcc and elite likely being tied up through the summer i would imagine mm-hmm. in some form or fashion and hopefully kota abushi joining the fray at some point but uh yeah i'm uh i'm excited about this so then we get uh sanjay dutt satnam singh and what they're calling triple j Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I kind of like that. These yeah. fucking goons come out. Um, and eventually uh, FTR obviously comes. They knock Satnam off the stage like right away. There's a brouhaha. Lethal basically gets to pantsed. And then fucking Karen Jarrett shows up. And, Bo, I know you were like in the kitchen or taking a piss or something when this yeah, yeah. all happened. Um, this was bizarre uh, for sure. I assume I haven't watched kind of dabbled in a good amount of old tna and i know mm-hmm. Jarrett was on top for quite a bit of it i'm guessing she was probably on tna programming diesel do oh, you know a lot yeah. okay okay she, uh like it goes back all the way to kurt angle well they were like he was married to kurt angle first right yeah so she yeah. started with like kurt angle storylines and stuff like that and then they ended up getting in divorced TNA, in TNA. In TNA, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so then they ended up getting divorced, and then Ooh. she was storyline in between Kurt and Jeff. Eventually, decided with Jeff against Kurt, and like and she was a character in, for a really long got time. Married yeah. in real life, I presume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's not a very good character. So, in my okay. opinion, 
Like I've been really into this whole FTR. I've Triple been more, feud. more into it than I thought I'd be for sure. I've never really been a fan of Jeff Jarrett. Me neither. And this is the but first time now. in my entire <laughs> life that I've like I'm actually enjoying Jeff Jarrett. I couldn't agree more. But yeah. then Karen Jarrett comes in and it's like now they jump the shark. You ruined it. Yeah. Like everything was great. The segment they had last week at, at the uh, chicken farm segment yeah, chicken was farm. so fucking was good. awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't trust the man in the overalls. Satnam Singh holding the baby the whole time. <laughs> don't trust the man in the overalls. Which one? They're all wearing overalls. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now Karen Jarrett's involved. It's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, just from hearing discourse, you know, it seems like. A lot of people are down on her. Admittedly, I have not seen her before, but uh, she looked pretty good. I like those tight leather red <laughs> pants here. Um, <laughs> but we've talked a lot, too, about, you know, this is not not your father's AEW tag division, for lack of a better term. You know, like the tag division was the strength of this company, and it's just not where it was. And, you know, the trio's titles certainly have something to do with that, kind of pulling, you know, obviously the Bucks and Lucha Bros away for quite a while. And... You know, as into Jeff Jarrett and all this as I am, they have already had two shots at the tag team titles against the acclaimed. So I'm just looking for some freshness here. You know, like these guys are fun and entertaining, but they've been in the title picture for so long. Nobody wants to see them beat FTR. I mean, maybe they get a fluke win and FTR wins it back like right away on Dynamite or something. I don't even know if I want to see that, but like, why the insistence of continually pushing these guys in the title well, picture if they're not going to win? They don't know where they're going with their tag division. I like, mean, yeah, I know they don't. I they doesn't don't think they have a plan for what's going to happen after this feud. It, they're just kind of like throwing things on the wall and hoping it sticks. And it seems like they've been doing that for oh, probably about a year since. Probably since the I think it was all out when um uh the claim didn't win the titles, but the crowd was like super into it. Yeah, that match yeah. was fucking awesome. I think after that they just kind of like lost direction and they just were kind of flying by the seat of their pants. I agree. And they gave the claim the titles, which I mean I loved, like they're great tag champs, but after that it was like the guns and yep. I don't know, just mm-hmm. don't yep. have a direction. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh We'll see. Yeah, I, it is what it is. So uh, then there was a quick little exchange between Darby Allen and Sammy again, kind of furthering Sammy as a baby face, basically saying like, you know, we're not friends, but fuck MJF, you know, it's basically kind of what they said. So um, and then we had um, it was Ruby Soho and Tony Storm defeating Dr. Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida, who looked mm-hmm. fucking great. Love Shida. Great to see her back. Unfortunate that this was initially supposed to be a six woman tag, but Jamie and Soraya, I think, both have some like minor injuries. So mm-hmm. just a tag match. But we talked last week, you know, this women's division kind of seemed like it was moving, or definitely was moving in the right direction for quite a while. And Jamie Hayter has been awesome as champ, even though she hasn't been defending it quite as much of late. Um, but it feels like we've been stuck in neutral for over a month with this kind of outcasts versus OGs, whatever you want to call it. Just looking for some juice here. And, uh, you know, I thought this match was solid. It was fine. Um, you know, of course, the outcasts won with uh, some bullshit shenanigans again. But, like, what's the end goal here? You know, where where are we headed? Obviously, 
they announced we are going to get another Jamie Hayter Tony Storm match for the title, mm-hmm. which again, it's not new, it's not fresh, but yeah. I can't be mad about it because those two put on a hell of a we match at yeah. year last year. Bo, you remember my reaction to that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was I was actually uh, like thinking back to that just as you were saying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the better AEW women's matches ever i think as was jamie's title defense against sheeta on dynamite like a few weeks thereafter um but again that since the fall winter when this was cooking i feel like they've just lost some momentum so mm-hmm. hopefully they can get this back on track uh any other thoughts from you guys on kind of the whole situation with this story i'm becoming bored with it to be honest with you like yeah I don't know. I, yeah, it seems like it's been going on for a while, you know. Like, what, and there hasn't gonna, really been any real movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, a fan uh, of the Outcast as a faction either. Like, individually, like I don't have a problem spray, with the any three of them. Stuff, you know, yeah. like that, that whole thing is a little. I'm trying to be like the female version of the NWO. I, I just, I don't know. It just, it's not clicking for me. Mm. Yeah, it was early. But, yeah, not anymore because it's just kind of been the same shit. So mm. hopefully they can get the train back on the tracks, as we used to say around yeah. here. But um, next was Orange Cassidy's, you know, interview, <laughs> fun interview with Renee Paquette saying that 20 people just went into Tony Khan's office asking for a challenge. I would have liked to see that one by one, everyone going in asking. Yeah, like like the um, whole of people. Yeah. You know, like, like just, just, you know, curling around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he said, I'll fight them all. And I make 21, so let's make it a blackjack battle royal. <laughs> he asked Renee if she wanted to be in. And she's like, no. And then Taz is like, she thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we would kind of mention this earlier. You know, I think this will be really interesting. And you got to feel if Orange is going to be in the final two, no matter what. I mean, he has to. Um, I think BF, BFR said this, and I agreed. Like, I would like to see, you know, I don't want to see Orange's r- epic reign end in a battle royal. Uh-huh. I would like to see him win this by the skin of his teeth, and then maybe he defends it on Dynamite Wednesday, and that's when the fatigue and tired and everything catches up to him. You know, maybe yeah. it's whoever finishes second in the battle royal or something happens in the battle royal to lead to that. But, I mean, I could definitely see him lose, too. Um, I mean- they change their rules for their battle royals like every yeah. single time they do it. So it could be like the final two actually have to have a match too. So if he lost it that way, I'd be yeah. fine with it. But yeah, if it was, if he lost it by getting like tossed over the top rope and he was part of the final two, I think it would have been all this built up storyline of him being fatigued would have been all for not. I, so, I agree. Yeah, if they do the one thing where he comes a match and he loses it, they can tell that story where he's just too tired. Yep. And so, yeah. And coming off this grueling battle royal, outlasting 20 other men, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even, you know, we don't know who all's in this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we could speculate if we wanted, but I don't feel like kind of running through and, yeah. you know, who's going to win? Probably Orange, but we'll see. We'll We'll talk a little more in the predictions at the end, but – then Tony Khan announced collision for uh, June 17th. And again, that's I'm just going to leave that at that. And we're not going to talk any more about it. <laughs> so next match, which was awesome. Roderick Strong defeats Chris Jericho in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I thought this was wonderful. So much fun. Fighting into the stairwell. Fighting outside for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. This was just good, good fun. 
just great like attitude era type shit here. Uh, Roddy Strong is the man. You know, I was yeah. telling Bo, who's not too familiar with him, mm. that like, you know, not the best promo guy, but he's a fucking machine in the ring. And obviously this wasn't your standard wrestling match, but I thought Jericho was awesome here too. I mean, these guys beat the shit out of each other all around. Um, this was very, very good. What'd you guys think? Uh, yeah. Bo, go ahead first. Sure. Yeah. Well, one thing I remember you told me, you're like, this is about the time you fell asleep. And I remember I started watching and I was like, holy shit, I remember all this. You know, okay. I remember, you know, the fight spilling out. You know, you I know, just wanted uh, to make sure yeah, you had yeah, yeah. seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just well, thought well, it was well, awesome. Well, I, I, thought, I thought that too, because the memories just weren't like, I guess, you know, as I was falling asleep, like, you know, they were had just been filed in the back of my mind. But then <laughs> yeah. once I saw the end, whenever they take him out and um, like he does that move where he throws Chris Jericho like back first into like the counter at one of the um, com- uh, concession stands. Yeah. You know, the thing didn't break, look like it hurt. And then um, he picks up that uh, what's that like seatbelt like fence fencing or. You oh, know. it's like a tent. It's called a tensa barrier. A tensa barrier, and gotcha. they are not. They are not like that. I remember you. I remember you saying <laughs> that. I used, I, remember, I used to have to put them out in the Bengals press box. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I remember yeah. seeing that. I remember you said, "Well, those things are not light." Yeah, and um, also during that part too, um, there was this total jackass who, like, you know, you know how, like, whenever fights sort of spill out out of the ring like into the crowd or into an area where like yep. fans You've are got the fans following them and security well, yeah, there yeah yeah and there's this one guy who was just hell-bent on being on the camera just yeah hey, i think know? i remember that yeah, yeah. And, and then this and then the security guy just kept pushing him back yeah and he, and he kept going at it and i was just like dude come on like you know and i remember at one point person here in that um, part seeing a secure yeah. the security guard like hit a cameraman yeah yeah, yeah. He was oh just, yeah well, you know he yeah. was just kind of doing this and he like nailed the guy as yeah. he was like trying to get through the scrum yeah um, and then we and then we had the outdoor part with adam cole and yes. uh yeah and then the pin in the dirt yeah um, so yeah which i, I loved like, that touch yeah. of you know cole and jazz were banned from the building but hey yeah. now they're out of the building and you see him there i thought that was brilliantly shot yeah. and well done yeah no the, the end of this was just was just kind of a lot of fun like you said very attitude era especially with going outside Chris Jericho got the cream pie in the face, or it was an ice cream or something. Yeah, I think it was ice cream. Yeah. Very Mrs. Doubtfire, you know. The, yeah. Hey, hey, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, you know, as you know, proof in the pudding, you know, just kind of being able to recall all these moments, you know, despite like that being the last one before I was out <laughs> for the count. Um, yeah. You know, it was. Um, yeah, like I said, it was, it was it was you know a lot of memorable spots. Yeah, and real quick before we get to Diesel, I want to mention like. Two days later on the best of the Super Juniors, it might have even been the next day, Kushida and Hiromu Takahashi fought outside the building as well and were like rolling around in the grass. So pretty similar. I thought that was funny because you just don't see that too often. And for it to happen in two big matches in in the same week was uh, interesting. But uh, Diesel, what would you think of this bad boy? Uh, my thoughts were it was pretty predictable when they announced the stipulation for this match the week before, like what was going to happen. Like since he was banned from the arena, I knew that eventually there was going to end up outside of the arena. See, I didn't even think about it, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of thought that they'd was, have the match and it'd be what it was, but so that was my first thought. Cause I'm always like semantics. Like I'm always like looking yeah. at like, like what was actually said. So I figured this was how it was going to end. The, so my thing was I wanted to see like how they got 
to the outside. And it was very entertaining what they did when they were fighting on that ledge, on uh-huh. that staircase. I was like fearing for their lives. Yeah, just so, slapping the shit out of yeah. each other, too. Um, so another interesting thing is it was kind of like upside down. Usually it's the stupid baby face that gets led to the outside and gets attacked by the heel. This time it was the stupid heel that got led by the smart baby face. I kind of thought it would have gone the, like had jazz in, but yeah, I like how it went um, as well. So yeah, I I thought it was a great, was a great story. Addition to the story they're telling with Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, even though I'm just kind of meh on the feud as a whole, I don't, Never, I mean, I know that they haven't had a feud before, so it's kind of cool, but at the same time, I wasn't really begging to see this feud. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it is what it is. I'm a Jericho guy, you know, he's lost a bit of a step, but I feel like he's better than he was in 2020. You know, oh, I yeah, yeah, remember yeah. when Bo's, Bo's first show was Full Gear 2020. Yeah, he wrestled MJF, and that was like a match. Where I'm like, oh man, Jericho did not look good. Well, 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 when we did our first live show, um, the, the NBA was on right after it, or the NBA was on before. Yeah, I think the NBA, yeah, before. So a lot of like NBA fans on like Twitter were just tuning in. And I remember like there were so many comments about how out of shape he looked, and then he did yeah. that like he, really embarrassing lion salt. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just like, then he got his ass in shape, you know? Like, why? Yeah, and he's been a lot better since, and he's had some really good matches, too. Like, um, that four-way for the Ring of Honor title that we watched at your crib at uh, yeah. Full Gear, which was he, Claudio, Danielson, and Sammy was awesome. The match with Ishii for the Ring of Honor title was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, plenty of others. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pro-Jericho still. I know you know, some people aren't or think he doesn't put people over enough or shoved down our throats, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not how I feel. So, mm-hmm. you know, Cole or Adam Cole's going to beat him for sure. I don't know how great that match will be. You know, I, I may not be as good as this one, but, uh, you know, we'll see. It's been a pretty interesting build, I think. You know, you bring the Britt Baker thing into it, the T-shirt, yeah. the T-shirt I'm not really a fan of, but um, – yeah. Yeah, I think it's been pretty good. And I thought this was a nice chapter in the feud. So um, then we go right into uh, Roosh and Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. um, which Jack Perry beats him in 10 minutes. Uh, I thought this was a really good match. Uh, Roosh is the fucking man. He let is. me tell you. Like, that guy is a badass. He hits hard. He doesn't give up. Fuck. Oh yeah, he literally like threw Jungle Boy like just out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, he like, fucking just dominated him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and you know, and I mean, it took that like roll up. Yeah, at so, the end to kind of you know really snag one from him. But while but, yeah. I really enjoyed this match, I don't think it helped in making Jungle Boy uh, heated up no. or look good for this pay per view match. So. No, I don't Roosh came out as the star for sure. I know. Yeah, yeah, like Roosh, like I said, he dominated him. He looked awesome. Um, and Jungle Boy, like, just survived barely. So I don't really agree with the booking here. Um, I think, you know, if you wanted to give Jungle Boy a tune-up match, don't give him Roosh. Right? Yeah. yeah Roosh is a bad, bad man. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the Preston Vance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> anyone else who's not Roosh. Well, offensive Preston Vance. <laughs> yeah. how, about fucking, how about fucking Bandito? Mm-hmm. Like, I love Bandito, but he's he's not Roosh. 
anywho, yeah, loved the match. I mean, for what the match was for the 10 minutes, I really, really liked it. But like I said, I think it was not the right call. Uh, Bo, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, that's just, you know, kind of, you know, like it kind of had that weird finish where it didn't make kind of Jungle Boy just kind of not look great. You know, like I said, he got dominated. Um, and then he kind of had to have the help of the other like two pillars kind of at the end because Roosh, like after that roll up pin, just got back up and just started just beating the crap out of him. You know, oh, so, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, even, and even that kind of post match stuff really just kind of made him look uh, uh, not so great. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think that, that that's an interesting choice. But, yeah, I think the match in and of itself, again, was exciting by virtue of it being a showcase for Roosh. Absolutely. Um, then we had uh, Renee Paquette uh, ask MJF about uh, the title match, and he kind of paused and just hit the microphone out of her hand and left. I thought this was pretty tight. I did too. Yeah, no, I thought this was pretty tight. Pretty sudden, too. That was a pretty violent smack. And probably the first time ever MJF has not had words. Yeah. You know, so I like it. You know, he's uh, they're in his head to some degree, so I just – we talked a lot about it earlier. I'm, I mean, we're all really enjoying this build, and I thought this was just a nice, uh, nice little piece here. Yes. So, next we got a match that uh, I wasn't necessarily wanting to see on Dynamite, and kind of figured it would be a fuck finish, and it was because I think this is a very pay per view worthy match, and Jay White is a fucking star and needs to be treated as such, and he hasn't really been yet. But Jay White defeats. Ricky Stocks by DQ in 12 minutes, 18 seconds. I really, really did enjoy this, and I'm glad it was not a clean finish because this should be on the pay-per-view and Jay White should win. Um, but damn, this was pretty tight. They fucking went at it. And mm-hmm. uh, again, I think we got to get the pay-per-view match out of it. I mean, even though Tony Khan did like post a graphic on Instagram today with the eight matches, so I don't know. I feel like this has to be added, though. Um, right. Diesel, what are your thoughts? How, first off, what, what are your thoughts on Jay White? I mean, you know, I'm a big New Japan guy. I love him. I think he's a very unique, one of a kind wrestler um, who's as good as in ring shit talk and getting in your opponent's heads as any. Uh, but we, you know, he's still new in AEW. You know, I think Ricky is a good first feud for him if he wins. But then it's like, we want Ricky on the upward trajectory too. So. <sighs> I don't know. What do you think, Dees? It's it's very very weird. It's very weird for him and Ricky Starks. Like it just it feels like a filler feud, and like you don't need that for Jay White's first feud. Yeah. Ricky Starks was on fire a while ago, and now he's kind of like cooled off a little. Yeah, he's cooled off a bit. And yeah, I don't know. It's. They're not doing a very good job of explaining who Jay White actually is. I totally agree. Like, they should have had some vignettes, some videos, like, showing him beating Okada. You know, all this big shit that he did over there. You know who he is, Mm because we've seen him wrestle. Because we're New Japan fans. But, like, Bo doesn't really. You know know who he is, but you haven't really seen Yeah, and I know what he's all about, but yeah, not not in, like, an AEW setting, you know, with with, with Big Story and and all this amped up stuff, you know. Um, And, yeah, um, you know, Ricky Starks is a good person to put him against, but, yeah, it it did have kind of the feeling of it being just sort of a filler thing. And, you know, I guess – it, you can't really inject him into a storyline that's going to have like championship implications just yet. 
but but yeah you know it seems like yeah th- this just was at an odd place at an odd time and you have the dq finish so it did feel like treading water a little bit narratively yeah. i guess one criticism i had with like juice robinson they did the same thing to him when he like debuted with AEW, they didn't explain like who he was, and yeah. now he's just this guy, like feuding with Ricky Starks, and I don't know. I mean, you have a little bit more like exposure of Jay White because he was there last summer for Forbidden Door, but when he was there last summer, they were like showcasing him as being like the guy. Now he's just on the like card, basically. He's not anywhere near the guy i don't know it's a weird scenario yeah and diesel i agree with what you were saying like if you are an aew fan and you don't watch new japan you know you know who jay white is like you said he's been around a little bit he is a big star but yeah you don't know what he's all about you don't you know yeah they can tell you he was a former iwgp champ but what does that mean you got to show him Mm -hmm. show some footage i mean your partners with new japan you can get that footage um and yeah, I agree with Juice too. Obviously, he's not at the level of Jay, but he had a lot of success and was a multi-time US champ over there. Oh, which is currently held by an AEW star. Sure. <laughs> You've got that. It, it's there. Tell the story. Um, sorry, I'm uh, frustrated that Kenny, one, has never gone back to Japan to defend that belt. He only defended it against Jeff Cobb here, and I was there, which was cool. But like, they don't talk about that ever that he's u.s champ i mean he'll bring the belt down every once in a while but like juice robinson jay white both former u.s champs actually had an incredible match against each other when juice won it um at new japan's first show in america in 2019 i know i mentioned jcb it's the match that got him into new japan it was incredible mm-hmm. um i know i'm just on a tangent here but yeah i i just want J- this is why i wanted jay white to go to wwe is it would have been different. It would have been new. Like, we've seen him in AEW. We know guys can get lost on this roster. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens when Collision comes out. Um, you know, I'm hoping for the best, for sure. On the um, same wavelength as that, for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just – Jay White is too good to just be treading water. You know, you got to put a focus on this guy. Mm-hmm. But it's tough when you've got a roster this loaded. But – two more hours of TV time. I mean, hopefully collision doesn't just become a two hour rampage, which I don't even watch anymore. You know I mean, I'll probably watch one rampage a month. Maybe I haven't watched ra- the only rampages I've watched in the last two years were when I was there live. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. Just, it's not worth it. I mean, I was like, I'll check cage match. And if there's like a pretty decently rated match, or if I know there's something going in, you know, they'll have a bigger match occasionally, but yeah, yeah it, I'm kind of off rampage. It's supplemental, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not, you know, essential. For sure. And well, now they got rid of dark and elevation. So maybe rampage will kind of become that What's like the more younger talent, like a semi brand split kind yeah. of thing. They're rumored mm. to do so. I do think that collision is going to be more of a like all the guys who don't get along with the rest of the roster. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think it's going to be like main feuds. It's going to be like main roster show for sure. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I hope that's what it. it I I, I think it will be. Yeah, I mean, but then again, it's AEW, so we'll see. Yeah, but like, let's say they do this split, like make Jay White your top heel on one of them 
or at least number two. But, I mean, the guy's one of the best fucking heels in the business in the last six years, period. Along with MJF, Tommaso Ciampa, when he had that run, mm-hmm. and then NXT was incredible. I mean, Gunther, you got to put up there now. Um, I mean, fuck, I guess Roman, too. But anywho, yeah, um, Jay White, I, just, I can't say enough good things mm-hmm. about the guy. Um but you got to give him you got to give him the right opportunity and platform for him to do his thing because he's not like an Okada or you know prodigy like that mm-hmm. Shingo that'll just walk in and just wow you with their incredible wrestling. Jay White is an amazing wrestler, but it's the character work for him. It's that psychological warfare that makes him so great, mm-hmm. and we just haven't really seen that yet in AEW. And I want to end rant. End rant. okay so we end the show with you know a big piece of intrigue here what is dan callis gonna say yeah hit watch part watch we gotta work that i guess we maybe we can make a new sound effect since moxley isn't involved current well i guess he is but it's really kenny and don any dan anywho uh we have dan callis come out with security and he says that he is the victim here uh, because he carried Omega to everything in his career, and Omega, um, or and then the Blackpool Combat Club comes out. Oh, Omega um, comes out, and then then. Well, yeah, he came yeah, out he came first. Out, he came out, and they and got. Then, he basically got jumped, right? You just watched it, so yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, Kenny Omega came out with all the security there, and then the security kind of did their little like human fence thing, uh, and then Dane Callis was gone. You know, yeah. you didn't hear any more from him. So I imagine you'll get the real why at double or nothing. I mean, maybe or this, little, maybe or, this week we'll hear more. You yeah. Know. You know, if they didn't reveal it today, you know, I feel like they're going to kind of drag it out and make the big reveal something more grand than just, hey, a week later, we're going to let people know what's going on, especially well, if, you know, the information was withheld. You know. So we talked last week about Take- the Takeshita piece in this. You know, uh-huh. he hasn't been seen since this all happened. He was actively being mentored by Dan Callis. And we talked about our friend Dan Bakley, Cage My IQ, you know, bringing up the thought of Callis bringing Takeshita to the Blackpool Combat Club side mm-hmm. eventually. Like maybe that's what happens at Double or Nothing. Yeah. Maybe somehow in the Anarchy in the Arena match, Takeshita turns and helps BCC win. And then this would ultimately bring Kota Ibushi in. Again, this is all speculation, but Kota Ibushi was already in a faction called the Golden Elite mm-hmm. with Kenny and the Young Bucks in New Japan when Kenny won the IWGP Championship in 2018. So the history exists. Hangman, you know, was part of that, but it was really those four, but he was still around it. And obviously he's back now, which is very exciting, mm-hmm. uh, with his eye patch, which is badass. And it is badass. It looked good um, leather, like that but, like brown leather. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. yeah, you're right, but we didn't get any explanation here. Mm-hmm. But we got Hangman come back. You know, clearly something's going to happen this week. I mean, there'll be promos or a fight, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Kind of last build to the match, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I think maybe we do see something at Double or Nothing, whether it be Takeshita or something else. I don't know. Maybe Ibushi does come. Who the fuck knows? But yeah. anyway, the match is going to be very, very awesome. Um, yes. Diesel, what do you? Th- what are your thoughts on kind of the storyline, the scenario, and what do you think about Takeshita? You know, what is his role, if any, going to be in this feud? Well, I mean, I am intrigued with the Takeshita stuff, but 
for me, I'm in the minority. I have not really been into this feud. I'm down on the elite. I just, Mm. I don't know. Ever since they've come back from suspension and they just kind of, like, the best of seven was great, like, match-wise and stuff like that. It just, I don't know. It just, it's been down on the elite. And I'm not really a big fan of John Moxley anymore. It just he's the same. Every every promo is the same. Every match is the same. It's just it's boring to me. John Moxley has been boring to me. So I don't know. This whole whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm kidding. You're fine. No, no, I just <laughs> I mean, I like the little like pieces with the Dan Callis <clears throat> and like turning and like all the little stuff that's going, but like as a whole, I'm just not into either of these factions. Versus Damn. William Regal's left uh, AEW, the BCC isn't uh, or the whatever you know. I'm trying to say Blackpool yeah. Combat Club well, isn't hasn't been as entertaining to me. I don't see. I, don't I would agree with that until they turned heel recently. I've right. really been enjoying this heel. Like we are not fucking around. We are just going to fuck you up. It just I don't the, know. I'm just not into Moxley. You know? That's why I can't totally buy into them. Like, well, you just, know I love Moxley, so obviously we're. Just, I used to. It's just I don't know. I'm just down on him right now. I don't. I don't I know mean, what it is. Admittedly, I mean he carried the fucking company in 2020 and 2022 largely. He needs to um, take that damn vacation that he was supposed to take like last year. <laughs> like, if he, but if he went away for a little bit, like I'm sure, like when he came back, I'd be like when he went to rehab. He came back. I was all about John Moxley then, you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just the same every single week, same promo, same match. He bleeds. Like he doesn't even have to have a match and he bleeds. It's just Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's certainly not been at the level this year that he was last year. But again, he's you know, he's been out of the title picture, but you know, I'm not gonna say a bad thing about John. John. Uh, and I'm I'm really enjoying what's going on here, but I certainly understand and respect your opinion. I Absolutely. do like eye patch, though. I'm not. I'm not gonna yeah. like. I do like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, very tough guy shit. And he also well, went back oh. to his old music as well. Yeah. Well, that was just like a maybe two time thing that he had that other one. But yeah. Well, so Diesel, did you not enjoy the Hangman Moxley feud? Because I thought it was fucking great. No, I mean. Because that was like the I, first like few months, I would say yeah, since right, Revolution. No, I enjoyed the matches. I wasn't really into like the build. Okay. Like I don't know the promos. Like just mm. promos didn't hook me, but the matches were great. Like I know I'm gonna love the Anarchy in the Arena match. I know that it's definitely gonna be awesome. The yeah. last one was awesome. Yeah. I, Hopefully they play Moxley's music for five minutes again in the beginning. No, I really hope they don't. But <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, so I know the match is going to end up great because I know, like, because the elite were in the stadium stampede mm-hmm. stuff, so you know it's going to be a good match. It's just I don't know. I don't know the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega had just kind of been babies. You know, that's that's how I feel. I mean, that's at least that's what the the narrative is, kind of like what everyone's, at least in my eyes. So maybe I'm stirring that narrative. I don't know, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, si- and again, since the trios tournament final, like yeah, the young bucks. Oh well, they got hurt a little bit. Yeah, they haven't really been of much substance. And yeah, Kenny too. Like I was just saying, 
is the United States champion in New Japan and has defended the belt once. We want to see this guy fucking wrestle. I know he's obvious, you know, he's on the back nine of his career and he's been public about that, that he, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't have much time left. So I get, you know, wanting to kind of rest or not fire him out in these big matches over and over. But like, I just want to fucking see the guy because mm -hmm. uh, he's still, I mean, the Osprey match proved it. The guy is still one of the best. If not, I mean, I'm not going to say he's the best, but he is one of the best in the world still today, even after taking that time off. We just haven't really seen him go at that level mm -hmm. since the Osprey match, really. I mean, um, I can't really think of any. Like, obviously, he had the Jeff Cobb match. Here, let me just pull up his mm -hmm. cage match real quick. But, like, I can't think of any, like, high-profile, great performances he's had since that Osprey match, which I've been on record, I think is one of the 10 best matches ever. Um, so yeah, there's that. But um, yeah, in fact, Oh, Vikingo, that's the one match, yeah. which I awesome think was match. a touch overrated. I didn't, I didn't, I went four and three quarter stars. I didn't think it was a five star match, but it was amazing. I mean, it was a complete spot. Fest. Though. <laughs> yeah. But they had incredible chemistry. It's like if you want to make Vikingo a star, this is the guy to put him up against. And he certainly had like he was already a star in Mexico, mm -hmm. but now he's a, he's been on Dynamite a lot. He's been on ROH a lot. You know, he's having really good matches because he's very unique talent. So I had forgotten about that. Kenny got his ass over like wildfire. That's for sure. But yeah, the only two singles matches he's had since Wrestle Kingdom is Vikingo and Jeff Cobb. So. I'm fortunate I was able to see one of them live, but oh, and then obviously the Moxley match last week, of course, too, the cage match, which was fucking great. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about that one, Diesel? That cage match. I mean, obviously it was a good match. It was a cage match. Like, <laughs> that was two weeks ago. Now you're making me think even harder. Like, I uh, I really liked the match. Um, <coughs> I mean, I I knew the finish was coming. I knew that. Uh, Dan Callis was going to turn. You just, know it all. Yeah, you know it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, just, the, the, the prediction. I did not see that coming at you, all. You didn't. Really. I would have seen the Cole thing in the ja or the Jericho match, which I also didn't see, but that I would have – this was a pretty big surprise to me. I just – I don't know. I just – I felt it coming. It just – it felt weird. Um, it Kind you of must, felt, you must be clairvoyant or something. If you just, no, you just I just I just watched a lot of wrestling and so like, have I, but, but I guess I just real quick, I'm just not really a big like fantasy booker look ahead type. Like I'm like Tim King is that, and he's so good at kind of like calling things that'll happen as you seem to be right now as well. Uh, but like when I'm alone with my thoughts, that's what's going on in my head yeah. a lot of the time. See me wrestling and like What's going to happen next? You know, See, like I have, I have yeah, like ahead. WWE and AEW booked out like <laughs> in my own mind. Yeah. So like whatever, you know, and it never goes to my plan, but. And that's how Tim mm. is too. And I, again, that's just not how my mind necessarily is with wrestling right now, because I just watch so much of it and so many fucking promotions that I'm following and obsessed with my match ratings and spreadsheet and all that. So for me, it's like, What's the next great match coming up, or what can I find as a po of because it's so many promotions? That Trust I'm me, in it's the, a curse because in like, the weeds, I, I have like deep in the fucking own, weeds. Yeah, I want to yeah. see happen, and it doesn't happen, and it kind of makes some matches or match endings a little less enjoyable because like I wanted to go the other way, and because I had ideas of where it could have gone, 
like in the future if it would have went my way but yeah so it's a curse it's yeah i mean i still fantasy book a, a little i mean everyone does but it's yeah. not always like top of my mind like that's what i'm always thinking about because right. it's just more like i'm just obsessed with the actual wrestling nope that's that's what i'm always thinking about i'm all about yeah. the story yeah and i feel like more people are that you know i've just gotten crazy fucking loser obsessed with rating matches and being a fucking lunatic about it mm-hmm. so uh that's where I am. But uh, anyway, I thought this was a fucking great show, yeah, as I said I from the top. And uh, we are hot, hot on the road to double or nothing. Let's just quickly fire through some predictions here. Um, let me pull the card up one sec. But uh, we will go down the line on Wikipedia again. And we're starting with the world championship match. MJF versus Sammy versus Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen, AEW world title four-way. We talked about it earlier. I'm picking MJF, but uh, if MJF. any of the other three are going to win, I hope and think it would be Darby, but I just don't see them taking the belt off MJF here. Agreed. Yeah, I agree as well. And then we've got uh, FTR versus Triple J. We didn't mention earlier that Mark Briscoe is the special guest referee, so that at least makes this oh, yeah. a little more interesting yeah. than your standard tag match. Mark Briscoe, national fucking treasure, as Tom always says. Couldn't agree more. Um, I actually listened to him on Jericho's podcast the other day, and it was fucking great. Uh, got a little emotional for sure talking about Jay. Uh, but a really, really good listen. Anyway, um, I'm going to stick with FTR here. I mean, let's not overthink it. I mean, Mark Briscoe, you know, they've been, he's kind of been in the middle because he and Jay Lethal are friends. And, you know, they had the segment of this house where they were all hunky dory. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, they, the respect that he and FTR got through that series of matches kind of bonded them. And, I just, you know, I don't see any shenanigans here. I just see F. I mean, there will be attempted shenanigans, of course, but I think FTR gets the job done. Bell, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think FTR gets the job done too. Yeah, I think with this match, you know, there will be definitely shenanigans, you know, with like Jeff, with the Triple J. Also, Triple J makes me think it's like a, a, a three person team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a third person in there. But yeah, no, it'll be, uh, it'll be um, FTR. Diesel. Yeah, I agree. It'll be FTR. Um, I am interested, though, like long term for FTR since they just signed that four year deal. Yeah, I want to see Dax have like a high profile like singles run. I legitimately think that he could be world champion. He's amazing. Like, he yeah. has the making of it. Like he can wrestle. Yeah, he can cut a promo. He has the yeah. look. He's kind of like Stone Cold in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, we've seen him have a number of singles matches against a number of high-profile opponents, and they were all great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, sadly, uh, Aussie Open, who has been on the mantle, currently is the best tag team in the world because FTR just hasn't been wrestling as much. Unfortunately, just vacated both sets of New Japan tag titles due to a Mark Davis injury, which fucking sucks because those guys have been on an absolute roll this year. So, I, you know, I kind of thought we would see that match again, which happened once in New Japan last year at their Royal Quest show in England. And it was amazing. And, you know, they are the two best tag teams in the world, period. Um, in my opinion, they've already won uh, best tag team of 2023. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Even with having it like is, the rest of the year off, they still won the award. There's no one even close to them right now. I agree. So, 
uh, that is something I wanted to see that unfortunately we at least won't for a little while. Um, but yeah, I agree. What is going to be next for FTR? Hopefully they can get this tag division going again and with them as champs because their first run was like 80 days. And, you know, they've grown so much since then, obviously, with the year they had last year. So let's put some more focus on this tag division now. I'd, uh, I think we'd all love to see it. So number three, we've got Wardlow and Christian in the ladder match for the TNT title. Taking Wardlow here. I mean, we all talked about we think Luchasaurus is coming in the future. And again, Diesel, you mentioned ping pong or hot potatoing titles earlier. The TNT title has been a hot potato for like two fucking years and it's bullshit. So <sighs> at least uh, I think Wardlow's going to win. Diesel, what do you think? Yeah, I think Wardlow's going to win. I think there's going to be obviously Luchasaurus interference, but I think Arn Anderson is going to be why Wardlow wins. He's going to save okay. him or something. So yeah. we're going to see Spinebuster for sure. Hell yeah. Bell. Yeah, yeah no, um, Arn Anderson's going to shoot Luchasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> He's going dinosaur hunting. Yeah. I assume you're taking uh, Wardlow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so there are three people listed here on the Blackjack Battle Royal <clears throat> in addition to Orange Cassidy. You ready? We've got Orange Cassidy. Versus Aaron Solo versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus QT Marshall. So the three QTV guys are the three confirmed participants here. And then it says versus 17 TBD competitors. I mean, of these three, Hobbs, you know, the guy could certainly be a contender to win. I don't think he will. But, you know, I don't even know off the top of my head, you know, who's going to be in this. I don't even feel like it's late. Um, but I'm going to pick Orange Cassidy in the scenario yeah. we already talked through, like him winning this and then losing it either following Dynamite or maybe the next week, but soon after. Bo, what do you think? Yeah, I'll go with Orange, too. Yeah, same rationale. He's going to lose it to Miro. That's what I'm calling. Oh, yes. Yes. going to be the one to take it from him. Either that or Miro ultimately takes the TNT title from Wardlow because, remember, he had, it was like the God's yeah. Championship thing. Like, he comes back and – he was the redeemer, so like he gets the championship that he lost. Mm -hmm. I'd almost rather see that, but him as the international champ, I'm fine with that too. Uh, Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm should be very, very good. Um, I'm gonna stick with Jamie Hader here. I just, I just, I like Tony. You know, I, we talked. The storyline isn't the greatest right now, but we know she can go in the ring. I expect this to be very good yet again, but. Uh, I'm picking Jamie here. I think there's still some juice left in this run, Bo. Yeah, let's go with Jamie. I mean, you know, I don't think, you know, she hasn't had too many, like, big pay per view -y title defenses, I feel like. You know, and this one seems, you know, I mean, it's a rematch, right? You know, it's who she won the title Full off of. Full gear, so six yeah, months, so, six, seven months ago at this yeah, point. So, so yeah, so I don't think I don't think it's just going to cycle back to back to Tony Storm. That would be. That would be more more of the unfortunate same. So yeah, I think you know best version of this is Jamie, and I will take Jamie. Yeah, I agree with Jamie Hader because like looking ahead, where would they go if Tony won it? Like, yeah, we haven't had the Jamie Hader versus Britt Baker match yet, and that has to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I mean I think that still could be a little bit down the line, but yeah, that is coming at some point. All right, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite Anarchy in the Arena. Um, I'm going to go with BCC with the Takeshita theory. Um, and, I yeah, I think they will win. Takeshita will join them. 
and Kota Ibushi will join the Elite eventually for a blood and guts match. That is just – there's my fantasy booking for you, uh, Diesel. That's what I want to happen. Uh, what do you think? I would be 100% okay with that. <laughs> not going to lie. Hell that yeah. sounds pretty good for a blood and guts match. So I also have a Blackpool Combat Club winning this match because it just doesn't make sense for the Elite to win. Yeah, yeah. Give the heels the win. Bo, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Blackpool Combat Club is going to kind of sneak this one out, and I think the Dan Callis stuff is going to manifest here. Seems like uh, as we're running through it and only three left, pretty predictable show. So, may, I mean, I got to think, you know, they're going to swerve us with one of these yeah. here. You th- you know, as just I think we've agreed on every pick. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, here's the the fart. Ma- here's the Beaumont Rand classic of yeah. the night. Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie for the TBS title. <laughs> Bring out the fart machine for this one, boys. Bo, who you got? Omas. <laughs> okay, Diesel. I mean, god damn. I have no idea. Like, who cares? They're going to take it. I, that's what I feel like. Yeah. Don't, don't I could really not care, care less about this match. But I'm picking Jade because obviously. Uh, since we had 100% same picks, I'm going to go with. Uh, Taya, or as uh, Chad Rojas called her to her face, Tessa. <laughs> Rojas gonna Rojas, baby. I mean, yeah. I could see Taya winning for sure. John Morrison had to correct him. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Um, but I just feel like, again, Chris Statlander is going to be the one to take that off. Jade is so listen to me, fantasy booking all over the fucking yeah. place. But I would uh, be fine with that. So, buddy, yeah, I'm picking Jade. Bo, thoughts. Uh, I mean, I guess it really, oh, I guess yeah, you, said him, you said, um, uh, yeah, so, sorry, so I yeah. mean, you know, but My in all bad. reality, I mean, you know, if we need a real pick, Jade, yeah. yeah, and here's a match I didn't even know until I saw something on like Twitter, or Instagram, uh, Ethan Page and the guns against the Hardy party, which is Isaiah Cassidy, Jeff Hardy, and Matt Hardy. And if Hardy party wins, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. <laughs> Oh, okay. Nice um, I did also see that Isaiah Cassidy is hurt and may not be able to compete. So who knows? Um, I don't really care about this match. I, I think either. it could be entertaining. Maybe. I mean, I really like Ethan Page. I, I think the guns are fun, you know, for who they are. I don't think they should be champs, but I think they're a legitimate tag team. I mean, this match should be on Rampage. Yeah, <laughs> the last two should be. Right, yeah. I feel like Jade is only on Rampage these right. days. So, um, I mean, I'll take the Hardy party. Yeah, I don't really right. give a shit. Yeah. I don't like Jeff Hardy. Um, I, You know, I don't want to say that. I, He's fine. Um, I'm just tired of really seeing the Hardys, you know. Just, just I, retire. I agree, yeah. sadly. I agree. But it's going to be the Hardy party. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just go Ethan Page and the guns. Just hell yeah, that's who I would want to see. Yeah, and then the last match, I forgot it was an unsanctioned match, so I think that'll be make it better. Um, but Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. I'm taking Adam Cole. I think yeah, um, yeah. it's got mm-hmm. Adam Cole written all fucking over it. Um, yeah, big big like comeback pay per view match makes perfect sense. Adam, yep, Cole. yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, 
Well, shit, coming in at the buzzer here, cage my IQ. We referenced you earlier and your Takeshita theory, so I don't know if you caught it, but uh, we gave you props, and uh, we all agree that uh, it's a good way to go. But uh, he says the Hardys will win to give Ethan's contract to the Hardys. So, anywho, um, I think that's it here. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone, uh, Diesel, you want to plug some shit here? You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Diesel underscore VFTR. Um, we just had a new episode of you from the goal top of the goalpost, uh, come out like two weeks ago. It was our way too early prediction. So you can, uh, okay. we're, we're dumb. Our picks, <laughs> I can't like, after we were done and I was looking at our picks, I can't believe some of the picks that we made. Like obviously I have the Packers in the playoffs. I mean, do you the pick the Bengals see, to win the Super Bowl? Wacky. No, I actually have them losing to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Okay, I mean, I mm-hmm. that feels like a pretty popular like Eagles Bengals Super Bowl pick. I, yeah, I just I don't know. I just think the Eagles they're they got even better than they got. They're loaded, year. but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So we just released one of those. Um, we were gonna record this Wednesday, but instead of recording, we're gonna drive three and a half hours north to go to the Upper Peninsula to hit up a dispensary in Michigan. So oh nice. yeah. We're at in Marquette. No, uh, Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, so we're gonna take a trip, and yeah, so well, we're we're planning on coming out with new stuff soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were gonna do a review of the best of the Super Juniors, but then I just couldn't keep up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll have new content very very soon. So follow us on Visionaries Global Media at Viz Global Media on Twitter and. And we never, ever plug our own shit, no, so never, I'll do that ever. here. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brainbuster Boys, even though I haven't put anything on Instagram in two weeks because I'm just bad at consistency. Mm-hmm. But follow us. Um, and the Phoenix Splash podcast, which you can find here on Visionaries Global Media, me and JCB from the Band from Ringside podcast, talking all things Japanese wrestling. So we will have a full best of super juniors recap on our next episode which will likely be early next week but uh and i guess you can check my writing out on the bloodlinenetwork.com i just put out my top 25 matches of the first trimester so through april of this year that was a fun one to put together big surprise kenny omega versus will osprey was number one uh by a pretty wide margin so um but yeah Diesel, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I know man. this was yeah, very yeah. impromptu, impromptu um, yeah. but this was a ton of fun. Um, yeah, we'll have All to right. do it again. I haven't been able to flex my wrestling brain muscles in a while since we've been Oh, you flexed, them, ba- so, you flexed them, baby. You flexed them, baby. It always, feels good. It always feels good to talk wrestling. Hell yeah, brother. Well, Bo, anything final from you before we uh, pull the plug? Not in not in particular, um, but yeah, no, excited for the build for Double or Nothing for sure. Yeah, I guess uh, I should be off this Sunday. I'm, I won't know till our schedule comes out Thursday, but I presume we'll uh, probably be uh, getting a group together to watch it, I would think. Yeah, yeah, th- that sounds about right. Addy just walked in the door, and I just realized that this was a Ross-free, like, two and a half hours we've been here. He did not even come out or bark once, so uh, wow, how about yeah. that? I heard him Ross is my roommate's dog, Diesel. He's yeah. he's tight, but he can be a little barky sometimes. Oh, yeah, you remember I moved downstairs <laughs> the last time we recorded, and I, my mic wasn't fucking working because it got unplugged, and I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anywho, 
Um, again, thank you for coming. This was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Looking forward to Double or Nothing. Thank you for having me. Sunday. Yeah, Absolutely. of course, buddy. Yeah, always pleasure. Absolutely. Well, we will talk to you soon. And until then, sure. good night. Adieu. Goodbye. <laughs>